Okay, so first, my first question is, why is, what's the big deal with, you know, the terminology of soccer and football? I've, okay. I've talked to a lot of people, and it's a, parang, they're, they're kind of insulted sometimes when I say soccer. Yeah, no, f- f- yeah, dude, it's insulting. <laughs> sorry, sorry to curse, you can bleep, bleep that. <laughs> okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first episode of the Sports Season Podcast, where we get to know the sports that you know about and those that you should know about. I'm Jika Sison, a former varsity basketball player, UAP table tennis player, and lifelong sports fan. In this episode, we'll be kicking off the season with arguably the world's most popular sport. Football is played in more than 200 countries with over 250 million players worldwide, with its popularity only increasing over the years, especially here in the Philippines. Joining me today to talk about football is a four-time best striker, two-time MVP, and two-time champion in the UAAP, currently a member of the Philippine Ascals development team, my former classmate and a great friend, none other than Harvey Gayoso. Harv, thanks, thanks for joining us. Yo, thanks, man. Thanks for having me. Um, so, um, you know, we've been in quarantine for the past few months. So what, have you been, what have you been up to? Uh, so... Yeah, this quarantine was it took a big toll on everybody, and um, so personally, I found um, I found this a, as an opportunity to spend time with my family because um, I'm from Laguna. So um, when we had classes or when we had training sessions in when I was with Ateneo, I'd be based in um, in LGV and in Katipunan, and, and you know that we were neighbors there. Yeah. So <laughs> I'd rarely I'd rarely see my family, and um, given the situation uh, with all the time that we have now. Um, I made sure that I based myself here in Laguna. And um, so I've been spending time with my family. Um, but at the same time, I've been with the ASCOS development team. Um, I've been in contact with them about um, getting myself prepared for um, not only um, opportunities to play abroad, but also um, to get back into shape and making sure that I'm, uh, I'm, staying, I'm keeping myself fit for um, when the, the league resumes and when we start training again so that... Um, I don't lose track of, of my path um, pre-COVID. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I've seen your Instagram stories and stuff, but the, can you share, like, how you've been keeping in shape? I know you have, like, a coach with it. Um, is there, like, a yeah. team workout thing also? Um, actually, I'm, I'm, very, I'm very good friends with um, the, the gym trainer of um, the Ateneo men's football team, and um, he was kind enough to include me in his... Um, and one of the, uh, make me as one of his clients to to keep me um, keep me fit uh, so that so he's given me he's been giving me workout routines that I that I do so that I can keep track of, um, uh, my my progress um, in terms of my physique and then because um, my dad's also an athlete so we actually use this time also to to do drills together like because he, he he also coaches um, athletes so he kind of just used this time to coach me instead of coaching other people. Uh, so we have uh, a lot of footwork drills that we do uh, every morning or like sometimes even in the afternoon. And sometimes we even find time to go to um, isolated football fields so that we can practice on cool. playing in the pitch. But the, the problem is now that because um, Laguna is back to MECQ that we had to stop yeah. everything. Yeah, dude. Okay. Um, so we know that, you know, the quarantine and the, the whole pandemic is not just here in the Philippines. We've seen it all, all over the world. Yeah. Um, 
So, but we've seen a lot of sports, um, sports leagues resume. So, you know, like the NBA with the bubble. Um, I know some European leagues have resumed without the without fans. Yeah. Um, do you see that? You know, maybe happening here in the Philippines, like with the local football leagues. What do you think about that? You're gonna make me talk political, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, Hon- like, do you think it'll work? <laughs> Honestly, it's not gonna work. It's not gonna work at all because. If we're gonna try to adapt what they did in the U.S., um, for like for for example, the bubble, which is I think the closest thing that we're trying to do now for football here in the country, um, we have this PFF center in Carmona that every that that is being looked at as the bubble of okay. of um, the PFL, and we're pl- they were planning to do that there, but um, after after this MECQ announcement again. Because uh, yeah. we were supposed to resume mid-August, I think, and okay. after the announcement of MECQ, um, everything was pushed back again. Uh, was pushed back again. So, um, I don't know. I don't think it's gonna happen only because it's so it's so um, like the the organization is rattled by everything. Um, yeah. they're not I I A F F. I think is the organization that will give the go signal if we can mm-hmm. start training, but they'll only allow it if we have, um, like for example, the first one is everybody gets swab tested, and yeah, uh, they've allotted already. They've actually allotted time time slots for each team in the PFL to attend their swab testing in um, the PFF office. What happened was. Okay. Um, not everybody from all the teams and all the staff members um, in, in the league, participating in the league, were able to, to get swab tested. So we were not able to um, get the go signal yet because it has to be, everybody has to be tested and there has to be, uh, everybody mm-hmm. has to be negative, of course. Um, so everybody has to be tested and the, no, um, they weren't able to complete it. Not everybody was able to get tested. So they couldn't, they couldn't start it. And, um, when, when they were supposed to to assign us again our um, for our slot, what happened was um, they announced again this e- MECQ, so it got pushed mm. back way way further to the point that we're actually not even sure if we're gonna start this year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I have no idea. Okay. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> it, okay. The, the, cr- the crazy part is. Um, like as an athlete, I'm pre- I'm giving myself a timeline to prepare for yeah. when we when we resume. But now that it's there's an, there's no definite date. Like if everything's super, like sporadic with like with what their timeline is, um, it's just hard for me to continue giving myself purpose to what I'm doing. Especially if I know yeah. that it's gonna be pushed back all the way to like next year or something like that. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, so we're gonna get into. I actually wanted to ask about you know the PFL, how you're involved with it, considering the yeah. Asphalt development team. But yeah, yeah, we'll get into that a little later. Yeah. Um, so we'll get into your career. Um, towards the end of the interview, I just want to ask first some. First, I guess as a you know, I'm not a football player. Um, I wanted to ask some random questions that I've always been wondering about football. Yeah, dude, I don't um, ask anything. Bro. <laughs> yeah, and then we'll also get into how you got into the sport, you know, for the listeners who are thinking about trying it out and, of course, your yeah. thoughts on the future of the future of football here in the country considering you're yeah. part of the classes. Okay, so first, my first question is, why is, what's the big deal with, you know, the terminology of soccer and football? I've, okay. I've talked to a lot of people and it's a, but I'm, they're, they're kind of insulted sometimes when I say soccer. Yeah, you know no, I mean? f- 
Yeah, dude, it's insulting. Sorry, sorry to curse. You can bleep, bleep that. Yeah, okay. It is insulting. Honestly, the reason why it is insulting is because um, I think, I think be- before thinking about just football and, and, and soccer in general, it, 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 it comes from a certain area wherein um, the USA feels like in their own culture that they're the dominant race. Mm, okay. We've, we've, we've studied about that, how the U.S. think that they're actually the dominant race, right? And I think that's where it stems from, um, how people get so insulted, especially Europeans. Not really Americans, but more Europeans. Maybe some football yeah. players here who are cultured. But mostly Europeans who get very insulted is because um, football to the States is American football. It's not, when you say yeah. football, it's American football. It's touch, throw, touchdown, and all that stuff. So when they, when, when they try to assume that, especially when they speak to other people like who, who, in, who are in Europe, because football, American football is major in the U.S., they say, mm-hmm. well, they, they, they call our football soccer. And that's what they, they kind of try to push around, like especially in this area. Yeah. Or like if, if you meet a lot of um, American uh, films in, like in Ateneo, they call football yeah. soccer, right? Like I have a teammate, AJ, he calls it soccer. Well, sometimes he calls it football, but he, he, he refers to it as soccer. And uh, we let it be. I let it be. It's, it's, it's fine. It's, it's his choice. But like, the whole idea that, um, that football is, is, is called, is, football is referred to as um, American football by Americans. Mm. And, they're trying, and them trying to make that the, the stereo, I'm not, not stereo, but make that the norm. That it's the being norm. called okay. like like uh, Europe. That's why sometimes they also call it European football and American football. This is two okay. different things. Yeah, but because football is the number one sport in the world, um, it's it's still it should still be referred to as football, and then American football just okay. be American football or Gets. hand hand touch touchdown ball game whatever yeah. they. <laughs> All I'm saying is, it's just, it's, it's, it's really, if you, if you, if you research about um, soccer, the term soccer and football, soccer is really just a term used in America. America. Okay, yeah. I get it. Yeah. That's why they're, they're like, they're the ones who call it Major League Soccer, like that, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. And um, like yeah, MLS. Yeah, well, Major League Soccer. So basically, any, t- any team, like, it's not FC, it's FS, football school, or yeah. football, uh, soccer school, sorry. Soccer school or soccer club or whatever, soccer team or whatever. Okay, okay. that's cool. Okay, I didn't know that. <laughs> okay, yeah, um, so we know, like you mentioned, football is the most popular sport in the world. Um, I think you could, uh, it's even arguably like for me, I, I don't, I'm not a competitive football player, but um, it, it, it's gotten to even like the video game world, you know, with FIFA and all of that stuff. Yeah. Um, like non football players, I love playing FIFA, you know. Um, Dude, I don't of, know if you've of... played yet. But I'm sorry if we have, you know. No, well, we probably haven't. <laughs> we probably have in Hor- uh, in Rocco's um, house yeah. or yeah. or with with Silakihano and Luigi's place. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe we probably have, bro. I suck at okay. FIFA, honestly. <laughs> I really suck at FIFA. <laughs> okay, so um, but with that, uh, I don't know if you know about like in in the NBA, they have the 2K league. So it's actually like a like you they their professions they get paid to play. 2K against each other, and yeah. then like the NBA teams have their own 2K team, something like that. Really? Do you think that? Yeah. Do you think that that would work with FIFA? Like, if there was like a FIFA 
um, pro league, FIFA video game league. In this country or? Think? I guess just in general. Because, I mean, there there's no like NBA league here yet, I think. There have been tournaments, of course, but, um, yeah. you know, like, do you think it will work? I think so. Yeah, I th- actually, um, I think it it with with the with the um, what's that feature in in every FIFA game the the like the online uh, yeah when you draw cards because I I don't think oh, yeah, yeah, has yeah. that I think I think there's something like you I think like my team or something my like ultimate that. my ultimate team or something yeah like that. Yeah. yeah they have tournaments for that. They actually yeah, yeah, have tournaments yeah. for that. Yeah. Like they have international. If you if you search on YouTube, they have professional players who who actually do ultimate team. So I think yeah. if they if it if it if it revolves especially because people are so serious about um, paying for like the golden tier cards and yeah. having all those like hybrid players and high ranking players play, um, mm. then I think it's it's easy for them to come up with like a structure for especially because football is like a big sport. And it is. and uh, when when you're talking about when you're talking about um, FIFA. Like I know a lot of basketball players who even play FIFA. FIFA I don't. Yeah. I don't know a lot of football players that play 2K. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, I guess. Okay. So okay, those are my random trivia questions. Okay. So let's get into you and um and, and get into like how um I guess to start with what what when did you start playing football and what what made you get into it? Oh, uh, dude. Um, my the number of years, um. Like I started, it's I, I've already, I've already accumulated um, 18 years of footballing experience. Wow! Yeah, I I just turned legal in terms of my. <laughs> so yeah, I started at the age of four, and okay. it was it was with um, Hovinto. That's my first club in Ridgefield. Um, you know Ridgefield. It's a kindergarten, but Southridge, and then like. They're connected like with the okay. yeah. That makes so, sense, yeah. <laughs> so I was I was playing uh, there was an orientation um uh, in my kindergarten about football and I I brought I got the brochure and gave it to my mom and I told her, um, I wanna try this sport. Um and mom was the one who put me in um, okay. put me in the club. It was Hoventud. And then um when I started playing, I was in kindergarten and then they moved me up to play with the grade one and grade two students. So um I was like the only kindergarten playing with um, grade schoolers and then we were just training together and we had tournaments together. My first one, I think, was in Alaska Cup in um, Alabang County Club. So that was my first experience. And um, after that, um, I I started transferring to other clubs like Football Fanatics. I started um, meeting other people, um, a lot of coaches who uh, saw potential and wanted me to join. Um, And then... Um, football fanatics was actually where I kind of um, where I kind of grew as an athlete. Um, they were the ones who took me in for the most part of my developmental stage, and um, there was even a point where uh, we couldn't afford to pay for the for the training sessions anymore. Because um, mm-hmm. especially before, it was really uh, pay to train, so there yeah. would always be fees. Um, and then that's when uh, football fanatics kind of. Um, began their scholarship um, program. So I was kind of like the pioneer scholarship program, part of the pioneer okay. scholarship programs, um, athletes that they had there. And um, so I didn't, I didn't stop. They, they, they allowed me to continue training with them and allowed me to continue playing with the team. 
and then I, that's when I branched out to other other clubs. And then um, when I was in grade school, sorry, when I was after around grade two, we moved to Laguna, and I started playing club. Uh, I started playing varsity football in Don Bosco. At that time, I was grade three, and um, they had the kind. They kind of had a rule before in in Don Bosco, wherein you can only be varsity to represent the school in competitions uh, if you're grade four, five, and six. If you're younger than that, um, they wouldn't allow you to compete. Okay. But I was in grade three and I was already playing, and then they allowed me. I was the first grade three student that was allowed to play for the grade school team of of Don Bosco, and so we competed um, in tournaments. And then that's when they they when they when they found that I was actually able to compete also with the these older grade school students. That's when they kind of opened up the the opportunity for all the other younger grade schoolers yeah. to to start training also. So that's where that's where they kind of developed the program as well, and that's then. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, and then connections with my dad. That's when they kind of got me to go to Ateneo, yeah. and then I, I was actually a batch ahead of you. I was batch yeah, yeah. with uh, Driggs Saldivar, so they were my first classmates. And I really, um, uh, how do you say this? I, I failed my first semester, uh, my first year in Ateneo. Um, the transition was very hard for me, and then yeah. Um, so that was the two years that I had to stop playing football, and when I focused on basketball. Um, playing during lunchtime with you guys, or uh, <laughs> playing for sport, uh, playing the sports fest and all that stuff. So um, that was my two years that I actually had to stop for a while. But uh, Coach Ompong was the one who allowed me um, to train Coach with the team Ompong. every Thursday. Yeah, because every every <laughs> Thursday, um, the aspirants team. So it's like a a tier, a two tiers lower um, in the hierarchy of of football teams in Ateneo High School. For those who don't know, so it's UAAP aspirants, A aspirants, B. Um, okay. We were, I was training with the aspirants B um, in my first year and second first year um, under, when I was under probation. He allowed me to train every Thursday because every Thursday was just an 11-a-side simulation game. So that's when I had my football training. And every other time that um, I was free, um, every other day of the week, I'd either be playing basketball in the courts during lunchtime, sports fest, interims, or we'd be playing in LGB together so courts after school, right? <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, those are the, that was kind of like the biggest um, pause that I had for football. And then after that, once I got my rhythm, once I was able to adjust to the Ateneo um, academic system and all that stuff. Uh, second year to, to like, till now, till last year, that uh, last season 81, um, I've been playing for the Ateneo. Okay, um, no, so you're talking about like, you know, how you got into the basketball. And like, I would, I don't know if you would agree. I mean... But I think you were. I've seen your past interviews and other podcasts, and like I think we can agree that basketball is the biggest sport in the country. You oh know, yeah, definitely. Um, definitely. <laughs> I mean, uh, like you, I think you talked about how you know those get barangay leagues, but football doesn't. Yeah. Actually, if you on on every corner you can see a basketball court here. Definitely. So I guess I wanted to ask, um, you know, with it with it growing up, I I I grew up with basketball. It's like I got um. It's something that I definitely tried out. Why? Why is what made football, I guess, beat out basketball, or what made you choose football over basketball? Considering it was the the sport, I guess. Yeah, I think if if, if there's anything, um, there was some there. I initially started with a big, um, with a big opportunity to play basketball, especially because dad was already a basketball player and all yeah. that stuff, and. Um, what I've explained to a lot of um, a lot of my interviews is that football is never was never really a, a distant option for me. Also, 
because I had I had my grandparents from both my father mm. and mother's side who played football. I had I still have uh, two uncles who represented the country in um, the football futsal national team and the football national team also. So um, that really wasn't a distant um, opportunity or that wasn't really a distant option for me. And um, uh, you know, as a kid, you'd always just want to go where the you know go with the flow, wherever your friends are yeah. and all that stuff. And I had a lot of opportunities. I even went to, with my dad to some of his clinics to like help teach the kids also in basketball. And I had I joined a lot of basketball leagues when I was a kid. Even till grade school, I was joining basketball leagues too. Uh, but it was just never really something that I naturally enjoyed. I did enjoy okay. the game, but it wasn't just yeah. the, it wasn't the natural adrenaline that I wanted to look for that I look forward to also um, football is such a different sport in such a way that it's it's there's there's a lot of mental there's a lot of things that that that, that, that are happening in the game it's you can't really say well I mean there are a lot of there are a lot of athletes who who, who even say that the physical aspect of football is just like like a, a small percentage of the game there's so much more to it than just than just um, the whole physical aspect of football. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. It's it's just really something that I've I had I had the natural passion for. I, n- I never really had to develop anything. I never really had to force myself to love anything. And and I think I think what what differentiates um, or what what sets what puts football aside is that um, even through the hardships, that it's still something I love. Like like. Especially now that I don't even get to experience it, I miss it. I miss it so much compared to so compared to like, um, like even the years that I were in, um, like in basketball. Uh, there are a lot of times where, in um, after playing a few days consecutively, I stop and it's not something I look for. Uh, yeah. Compared to, compared to football, like I can even have like just the, the just the just the road outside of the house, and when I play. Um, I get so excited. I'm actually already thinking about what to do later because I was actually I was supposed to I was supposed to work out at around four, and I actually okay. forgot that it's a Friday today. So I was like, oh my god, <laughs> it's a Friday ball today. But yeah, so I always look forward to to having the ball in my feet, and that, that's just really something that I always found in myself. I never really had to develop anything. I never really had to force myself to love it. Yeah, no, I think it's interesting, and I'm not sure if it's like rare, but um, how you mentioned earlier because. A lot of the sports stories that people start out in their sport is like their parents bring them to a clinic and then they learn to love it or like they. Yeah. But you were you were saying that you you know you were the one who asked for it. I did. Yeah. Like, yeah. The the my kindergarten experience. I actually remember the time of day and and um, where where exactly that um, my mom was was um, <laughs> situated in in her house. Um, I, I I remember we were get being instructed. Um, they were teaching us about the cones, the different kinds of cones in foot in football. And that's the, that's the biggest memory that I have of that orientation. But the next memory that I have um, when I was four was holding the, the, the pamphlet, the holding the brochure. And I went up to my mom in the second floor while she, where she was teaching. She, tutors, uh, she used to tutor yeah. kids. And I told her to come out of the, the, the room. And I was like, Mom, I want to I wanna enroll in this. And that's when she put me in. And it was just such a nice experience. Cool. Okay. Um, okay, so you know we were talking about how basketball is the more popular sport here, um, yeah. but we do know that football is. Um, are, I, I wouldn't even say arguably. I think it's established that it's the most popular sport in the world. 
yeah. would you say that um you know the Philipp- in the Philippines it's been getting more attention it's been getting more popular over the years okay um with 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 regards to the situation of football here in the Philippines my answer is that it's stagnant it has not okay. grown but it has not depleted either um the biggest growth that we've seen in 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 Philippine football was when the Ascals beat um uh Vietnam in Hanoi um, it, it was 2010, I, I think. And we mm-hmm. beat them to get into the semifinals of the Suzuki Cup, I believe. So that was the biggest explosion that, um, that, that, that football has ever experienced here in this, in this country. And um, after that, all the games that we had, when Shraki came in for the first time and he played against Mongolia, we played yeah. against all the, all the, 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 other, the other teams, uh, all the other Asian teams here in the country, You'd see even the the opposite end of the grandstand would be full of people. Like we'd we'd have packed. We, I'll, after this after this um, talk, I'll send you a video um, okay. of the past goals, and you'll see how packed Rizal Stadium the is. And it's stadium, a big, yeah. yeah, it's a big stadium. It, it packed every, every like the entire grandstand was packed. The bleachers were packed all around, and it was such a great atmosphere to have. And that was the biggest. That was the biggest part. Um, that was the biggest peak of, this is the highest peak, sorry, of of um, Philippine football. And then after that, um, we started getting a lot of recruitment, and we started getting a lot of yeah. more focus because of that, because of that explosion that we did when we won and all that stuff. And that brought us to a higher level. If you if you if you notice, if um, I don't know if it, if you can research this, but um, if you notice, um, our our FIFA rankings have been increasing. We've, we've been yeah. getting higher and higher. And I think we're at the highest that we could ever be at the moment. Um, we are considered one of the best in Southeast Asia, uh, or maybe not, or even the best in Southeast Asia at the moment, the highest ranking Southeast Asian um, country. And the thing, that, or the, what I've noticed is, the reason why it has become stagnant is because we are no longer set with the groups that we used to be in. Yeah. So what I mean by that is, um, when because we're in such a higher ranking, we're going against people who are we're basically like in the bottom tier of the higher division. Um, while before we were in the highest, we were in the highest tier of the yeah. lower division, which was making us win, getting us giving us more, um, giving us more attention because we were getting we were get we were actually winning. So um, wins translates to a lot of more uh, a lot of attention mm-hmm. and. Um, that's not the case where we are in now, because even as, even if we say that we're achieving higher, um, higher, uh, what do you call this? Like we're getting, we're, we're in a higher stage of football now. We're not winning, which is yeah. difficult for us yeah. to to receive a lot more attention. So that's why I believe that we're in a stagnant situation. Um, we haven't we haven't um, re- we haven't been relegated in the uh, in the rankings, so you can't really say that we're Low, we're, we're in a lower situation at the moment. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, what, what do you think, I guess, you know, you're part of the development, ASCO's development team. What do you think is needed, I guess, um, to, to reach that next level? Or um, how do you say it? Like, what, what would you as a player um, think that your team needs, I guess, to, to make the next step? So, so this Ask Us development team is actually the very first program that we have in the Philippines dedicated to the Ask Us. Um, its its sole purpose is to develop younger athletes, younger footballers, 
um, to get themselves ready for um, professional for for a professional career and also to be competitive in the international stage playing in the ASCALs. So, what lacks, or sorry, um, to put to put the the value of ADT in context is that they're working around the culture that we had here in the Philippines, which is you need to graduate to get a degree to get a good job. You see a lot of European players who are skipping the whole college track and just going straight to pro. And uh, yeah. in the Filipino culture, we can't really have that because a lot of parents are against it. If you don't yeah. have a degree, you're not going to get a good job, especially in this economy, in this country. So they're, they're trying to um, bridge the gap between both. They're trying to, okay. they're, they're, they're trying to find the, the, the sweet spot between both. And um, ADT, is, ADT is that. Um, is that result so that's what they're trying to do they're trying to get younger athletes to to focus on the college career by getting the degree but at the same time um, exposing these athletes to professional football not college football because if if like for example in in europe in europe if you're playing college football or university football in europe you are considered not good. It's kind of like embarrassing. Well, not really embarrassing. If you say that you're playing university football, there's no, there's no prestige to it compared to when you say, I'm a UAAP football player here in the Philippines. There's not, yeah. it, okay. there's, it doesn't make the same impact to the Europeans, especially when you say that you're playing university football. Because if you're in college playing football, you're not as good. You're not good enough to be playing professionally. So that's the stigma that they have there. And what we're trying to do here is just to be able to to allow these athletes to to bypass the football state the football career their football career as a college player but at the same time leaving space and leaving an opportunity for them to get that degree and so i think how sorry go ahead oh all i'm all i'm just going to say is that i oh know and i think that um we need more brave souls as football athletes to to learn or to have enough motivation to to believe in themselves um, so that they can actually take that leap because a lot of people think that um, there's not a lot of future um, of, in football especially here in the Philippines and I can't I'm not gonna argue with that though but the thing is um, with all the leagues that are coming up here especially in Southeast Asia there's a lot more opportunities for foot for, for athletes especially Filipino athletes because of the ASEAN passport. It's a precious passport that we, we hold at the moment. ASEAN passport holders are one of the most valued football players, valued athletes in general. 30 has one, Japan um, got him. It's just, yeah. they're, they're, implying, they're implementing, sorry, they're implementing the same rules um, in, in the fee, same FIBA rules, especially in Asian countries to football, which is um, slots, are opened or are reserved for ASEAN passport holders. So yeah. it's, just to, it's, it's just to increase the development of and exposure of ASEAN um, athletes. So that's, what, that's what's creating, um, that's the opportunity that, that, that's, that's open at the moment. And um, that's what the ADT is also looking at at the moment. So a lot of the athletes just need to be more aware of that situation, that there is an opportunity to actually pursue football as a career after graduating. Yeah, okay. I wanted to actually um, 
wanted to understand the dynamic of the Ascals um, development team because um, obviously yeah. we know um, with Gilas, um, even mm-hmm. like they've done it in the past with the youth where they don't enter the PBA draft. Um, mm-hmm. In the recent one, we saw like um, Isaac Go, the Nieto brothers, Alain Bonan, yeah. the end. They swear yeah, that they yeah. got drafted, but they're gonna play for Gilas. Yeah. But with you, with the development team, you're saying that they're going to be um, part of the development team, but in college. Right? Yeah, yeah. So most of us, most of us in in the team, are here working on degrees at the moment. And but so what? What exactly is the development team going to be doing? Like obviously you're gonna have your own training as a team. Will you yeah. be in the pro leagues here? Or? Yes, yes. So oh, okay, we so. actually we we actually have professional contracts that we've signed to compete in the PFL, so the local league that we have okay. here. Um, aside from that, we will be having international competitions representing the Philippines um, for, for caps because we need caps to be able to play abroad. So I think there's okay. a requirement of like three international caps. So you have to play for the country at least three times. And that's, the, that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to give us caps. Okay, okay. Um, all right. So, um, you know, speaking of, you know, the Ascals, you, you played in the last SEA uh, Games, right? But I think, um, I don't think we've talked ever since, but, you know, it was a big deal that you were put at the defender position, right? Um, you know, personally, I don't think I've ever Why seen you play the defense. The defender. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> I haven't seen you play defender. Um, and um, I think you mentioned on, I saw one of the, yung, ang tita mong football blogger, one of your interviews. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. It was yeah. your first time, nga. Yeah. Um, so at the time, of course, it's got a lot of feedback on social media. I'm not going to say uh-huh. which one of our classmates wa, uh, mentioned it, but he, he was very, um, he was really questioning the decision. <laughs> you, but yeah. <laughs> so um, others also, though, justified it. You know, it shows how versatile you are. Uh, I guess, you know, how, how did you feel, I guess, um, being put in that position? And is it something that, I guess, your coaches in the development team um, explain to you you should be ready to do again um or is it something maybe in the future that you're yeah. you're ready or asked to do for the long term yeah so um our coach in the in the ascals development team is also the head coach of the ascals and um was our coach during the sea games and um he has he has garnered a lot of a lot of achievements and he has accumulated a lot of experience playing uh coaching um, international teams and, and teams um, from Thailand and all those other countries that he's um, coached. So he comes with a lot of experience, and um, I respected the fact that he needed me for he needed he needed me to play um, in the wing back um, as a tactical decision that was needed um, going against Cambodia. So um, a lot of people don't know this, but the scouting report. Um, on Cambodia is that they had fast wingers. So we, need, we needed wing backs to pacify the fast wingers. And um, I guess coach uh, trusted me enough to, to put me in that situation. I was actually put there a day before the competition. And I took that as a challenge. Um, I felt like, because especially there's a, there's a period wherein I was supposed to play for the Ascals, but I was put in reserve because um, they, they, they still saw that I had a lot more to, to work on. And Coach Scott was the first person who told me that I needed to work on my aggression. And that's what I've been working on prior to the, that SEA Games competition. And when he put me there, that was kind of like my opportunity to, 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 to apply the aggression 
um, the aggressiveness the aggressiveness that I had worked on um, in terms of defending. So that was really the mentality that I had coming into that um, competition. And I was I was very scared. I was super scared because I've never played wing back in my life. And I think the only time I've actually played as a defender was um, in training with Rupert and the men's football team. That's when we kind of just like joke around being like, oh, let's play defender instead. <laughs> and then we put the goalkeepers um, up on striker. So it would really just be for fun. And then suddenly to just like experience playing professional, uh, serious football, sorry. Yeah. To experience playing serious football wherein my my move, my choices, my the the moves that I make could actually be um, can actually cost the team like a, a, a conceded goal or something like that. So yeah. it, it made me very nervous, but um, I was guided very well, uh, especially during that 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 last training session right before the game. Coach was actually like a player playing FIFA, so he was right beside me in the outside area, outside lane and. It, it, he was just literally saying everything that I had to do and I just had to take everything in. I was just being the most observant and I was just, I, I even studied um, movements and, and decision-making of wingbacks the night before the game. So I was, I was, I was preparing myself mentally and preparing myself um, in every situation that was possible. Um, and he did say that he saw potential in me. So that was kind of like, the point wherein I had to understand that maybe wing back is my position. So it, that's not it. Um, it's basically it's not it's not a temp. It was not a temporary position that I I played. Um, that's my position now. So I'm no longer a striker. Okay. I'm no longer a winger. I well, coach considers my role a winger slash wing back. Yeah. I'm at the back, okay. but I have all the I have all the right to attack. He gives me all the all the right to attack. So I can attack okay. whenever I want as long as I come back in defense. So um, that's fine with me. I, to me, it, it's, it, it makes my job a little bit easier in such a way that when I receive the ball at the back, I, I'm not too pressured compared to when I'm, I'm in front. At the same time, yeah. I'm not expected to attack all the time. So whenever I do, it's, it comes uh, as a surprise at most of the time. Yeah. And um, I, like, I like doing long balls now. So whenever I get there, I always try pinging it across. <laughs> And it just, it's just fun to do. So, um, yeah, especially like now, um, another thing that I want to share is that um, football is a constantly developing sport. So there's, especially now in this modern football that we're playing, yeah. um, you really have to be able to adapt. You really have to uh, be a little bit more versatile in the way that you play because um, you'll never know, especially when, in football, you can actually lose one player um, a rule for those basketball fans you can lose a player and when you get suspended you get a red card you lose one player so um, as, as, a, as a person playing inside the field when you lose one player you kind of have to absorb the position that's missing and oh, yeah, um, yeah. that's one way that's one way you can actually um, uh, utilize a versatile player okay yeah so yeah, obviously because you can't like sub in for for red card. Yeah, I learned you, that in FIFA the first time. Yes, if, if you get a red card, <laughs> you're down to ten men. Unlike basketball, if you someone gets sent out, you can put another guy in. Yeah. Okay. 
Um, so um, earlier you were mentioning about 30 and him going to Japan, for example. So, yeah. you know, there are a lot of news about up and coming athletes, you know, fellow UAAP athletes um, taking their talents abroad. Um, we've seen yeah. basketball players, um, Kai Soto, for example, is the biggest yep. name so far. Um, yeah. But also football players, like I think um, it's Ian Clarino. I think he's yeah. playing in Australia. Yeah. Yep. Um, so um, I was listening to one of the other interviews you had with uh, Chris Greatwich. Um, but that, I think that was like about six months ago. So, you know, six months is a pretty long time. So I actually wanted to ask, are, what, have your plans maybe changed? I know you talked about wanting to play abroad. Are there mm-hmm. maybe any new offers or feelers that are, you might be considering right now? Uh, okay, so the, yeah, the main goal has always been the same to play abroad. And that's always something I've... I've dreamed of experiencing, so um, that has not changed in in my decisions to uh, decisions now. Um, given the situation with the with the pandemic and all that, uh, I have I have already spoken to Coach Scott, so he's he kind of serves as um, an agent also, but okay. but he's just there to help us develop. So he's our coach who has connections with Thailand and. Um, our plan together, mine and, and Coach Scott, is that I stay first in ADT and and train. This is before the pandemic, okay? Um, by twi- uh, 2020, I trained for six months till around June and then come in for the transfer window in Thailand. But okay. because of the COVID, everything was pushed back and all that stuff. So um, I found this uh, like the bittersweet um, the bittersweet thing about this COVID is that I was able to to work on my academics because everything is everything is held back, but um, we still have online classes. So yeah, um, I've spoken to him about it, and um, my decision was uh, my decision now is to to finish my academics because I have like twenty one units left. Um, okay. And then if I can finish that by uh, end of um, by December, by twenty twenty one, I can actually leave already. So that's what that's kind of what we want, what we decided on doing. Um, given the few months that we have here, I'll prepare um, locally with the ASCOS development team and then by 2021, hopefully fly out um, to a different club already. Okay, that's cool. Yep. All right. Cool. Okay. Um, okay, so this next, uh, so this is like a, a bit of a segment part of the podcast. So okay, it's okay. called Sleepers. Um, <laughs> so, I, no, Okay. It's it's um taken from you know like draft sleepers or like yeah. usually it's in the NBA and the NFL. So yeah, it's yeah, more yeah. of like the unappreciated one. So okay. um I, I wanted to put this um segment for the more I guess the the more popular or the more the sports that are given more attention. So football is I wouldn't say it's not a popular sport. It it gets a lot of attention. You can see it on TV and like other yeah. sports. So I was I this I wanted to put this part for this okay. um for, for this part. Okay, okay. So yeah, so I guess you know, just to get into it a bit, um, since you know what a sleeper is, who, I guess, among your past teammates would you consider is someone uh, who is a sleeper or someone who doesn't get enough appreciation or is underrated? And then Nino Herrera. Why? Nino Herrera. He is a he's a he's a player to deal with in the in in, in terms of the middle segment of the field. Um, okay. he just has the technicality to control the ball, especially when you need it, when there's a lot of pressure in the middle. You need someone as composed as Nino. Um, he 
has the scoring ability and he's shown it here uh, last season 82 in the in the few games that he had he scored the most for the, the for the team actually um with given the number of games that they were able to play um he's just underappreciated i i, I really don't, i really don't understand why he's underappreciated and why he's always overlooked because he he competed with um he competed with with the Kaya B team the men's team okay. and he was actually dominating in the midfield um he played with the Ateneo coming from an ACL injury yet he would he would find himself in the starting position always because he'd send the best balls to the wingers and to the strikers and he'd always be so composed with handling the ball especially when there was pressure um, Nino's a fighter he's aggressive when it comes to defense and he he just he has this certain swag and that certain confidence that every player needs um, to a certain extent that when he loses the ball he's not one to back down from 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 um, a mistake like that so he'd always try to run after and chase the ball and get the ball and he's a team player he's a really good friend of mine um, he's a really nice guy I, I love him to death and um, I just feel like he's he's super underappreciated because he compete and he he can compete and he's even better than a lot of um, a lot of uh, players that I've 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 played with and I've competed internationally with and um, it's just sad not that he he he's never given an opportunity to represent the country because he, I think he's mm-hmm. one of the best midfielders holding midfielders um, that we actually have especially okay. in the youth level especially in my age level. I remember there was yeah. one time I, I played with the Kaya men's team. It was like an all-star game. And Nino was in the other team. And I was playing with my Tito um, in, uh, in the opposing team. And Nino scored like a goal from, from way, beyond, way, way outside of the box. And it was just a beautiful goal that he scored. And um, he has been doing that. He's been consistent with his long shots. And he's been consistent with, with his set pieces. Another thing that he's deadly, um, deadly known for is his set pieces. Okay. Sleeper. Okay, good. Man. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay. So actually, I wanted to um, give my take on what what is the sleeper part of football. So mm-hmm. earlier, I, I think I, I remember in one of your old interviews, you mentioned that you transition, or even earlier, you transitioned to the defender position in like a day or a night because you said you were reviewing it overnight mm-hmm. um, when you were playing for the Haskells. Um, but I think it's not as easy, I guess. I think it's easier to transition to some to one of the field players as opposed to like a goalkeeper, which is where I'm going with this point. Yeah, um, definitely, bro. Yeah. So, because okay, not being a football player, you know, my experience with football is mostly in trams, um, uh, the games you play during recess and lunch. Yeah. And if you notice, parang everyone wants to be a field player. At yeah. the, like at the end, you get like, parang you get stuck with being the goalkeeper, or like everyone has to change every time someone gets a goal. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, you know, they get. The goalkeepers are always the ones blamed when there's a goal that uh-huh. gets passed. Um, so I don't know if it's different for you, you know, being varsity or being in the Ascals. Um, is it less likely for someone to want to be um, a goalkeeper in the in football? Yes, I think yeah, I, I, yeah, it is. Eh? Um, the way I see it, we all experience at one point being a goalkeeper and there are just people who actually enjoy it or who love yeah. the, the position. So um, if it is, like for example if you if you're a player who starts as a goalkeeper 
if you're assigned to be a goalkeeper and then you know that you're not going to always be a goalkeeper. Like, there's there's going to be times, especially, like, for example, training or in, um, uh, like, like open plays, like, just, just during, like, casual football, that you, you'll always, like, try to play other positions. So, um, when you're a football, when you're a football player, when you're into football, you'll always, like, experience, at one point, that you, at one point of your uh, football life, you're going to experience playing each position and, I think it's just those, especially if you start, if they start early or if they find it in themselves that to enjoy being a keeper early, um, that they'll eventually just focus on it um, when they turn in, when they start playing seriously. Because, um, like what you said, Nana, when we play, it's always a pallet keeper, right? Like whoever scores, yeah. like for example, if if I, if you don't who scores, you become the keeper. So inevitably, there'll always be like one situation or one scenario or one experience of you playing a foot, or playing as a keeper uh, when you play football. So it's just really up to those who uh, who enjoy playing as a keeper eventually turn into goalkeepers. Okay. Um, with that, um, I guess it, it's, it's not really the most, you know, not the most popular position, I guess. I, that's why I, I deem it less like the sleeper part of football. Yeah. Um, but it's still... I mean, I'm, I'm sure you would agree that it's still a very, very important position. So, you know, I guess how, how important for you is the, is the position? Maybe, I guess, share with the listeners, you know, why you think um, it's, it should get just as much fanfare or it should be just, maybe not just as sought after, but like it should definitely be considered by a lot of incoming young football players. Okay, so uh, in this country, um, the... Fame goes to whoever scores. Yeah, because Agreed. we lack the education to, to to teach people about football. So whoever scores becomes the famous one. And there are three important roles that I believe deserve just as much fame as the one who scores, the one who passes the ball, to the one who scores, the one who creates the opportunity that this guy, this basically the one who gets the assist. The guy who makes the assist deserves just as much credit as the guy who scores. Definitely the guy who scores because scoring is not a joke either. And the guy who keep, who keeps who makes who makes sure that nobody scores against the team because what's a goal if it's if you're down by 3, right? So those are the three positions that I believe or those are the three situations or the three people that I believe deserve just as much fame as the the person who scores. I'm not I'm not saying the defenders or the midfielders who are not part of the team who aren't who, who, who aren't part of the play don't deserve as much. The entire team gets the win. The entire team gets the goal. The entire team deserves the fame. What I'm just saying is when fan, what fans should always look at, um, especially when a goal is scored, is that the guy who made the assist deserves just as much credit as the guy who scores. And the guy who keeps, out, keeps the ball out of the goal deserves just as much credit as the guy who scores it. Um, this is why I have such a... Um, I, I have such a beautiful relationship with my keeper, um, AJ, when I was in college. Because we would, it would always be him and I talking in the field, especially when someone scores against us or when, when we score a goal. For example, if someone scores against us, um, I'd always look to him and I'd just be like, we will get this one. I'll got, I got your back, you got mine. Or when I, when I score a goal, um, it's the same thing. It's, it's, it's always just like, um, 
I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna try keeping. Uh, I'm gonna try to keep scoring more goals. Don't let anything in. And then when he when he when someone actually scores, it's always just like, babawi tayo, kain natin to. So um, there was an there was a there was a post AJ had also, or I think there's an interview that he had, and we were we he also expressed how different our relationship is. Um, when Lasalle scored against us in in the finals. Yeah. Um, AJ and I were looking at each other. We were the only ones looking at each other. When when we won um, in FU and AJ kept a clean sheet, um, we were the ones who celebrated together. He was the one who went up. He was the one who went up to me, and I was the one who went straight to him also. Um, and we were just celebrating because um, we did our jobs very well. He did his job keeping out, keeping the goal out, and I did my job very well. And um, there are times also wherein um, I fuck up with my job um, of of scoring, where I, I don't get to score the game. But we, we still end up winning because um, other, te- other players of the team step up and, and score the goal. At the same time, AJ keeps um, the goal, the, yeah, the keep, keeps the opponent goalless. Um, so um, it's a very big dynamic to have when your goalkeeper is just as confident in himself as, 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 uh, just as confident in himself as the, the striker. Um, and a, a clean sheet deserves so much more credit than than um, a win with a goal because it's it's harder it's harder to keep balls out than to score honestly i can say that it's harder to be a goalkeeper than to be a to be a striker um you joked around it with me before i remember like um you you're you, my goalkeeper you called... bro no i you my goalkeeper you're my goalkeeper bro i went you called dibs <laughs> You called dibs before. I think it was high school, ba? You called dibs on if the keeper gets a red card, you get to keep. Yeah, right? dude. I think. Have, you, I ever, still like, say have that, you ever tried it? Dude, I still say that to the to Coach JP. I used to say that to Coach JP in the UAP. I, I told it to the team, also to the UAP team. I was like, dude, if one of these keepers gets injured or a red card, I'm coming in as a keeper. Yeah. Have I, you tried? Not, I mean, have you actually tried keeping? Like, practiced it are you actually confident like if that actually happens would you be like i got this yeah i think so pro okay. no college football maybe <laughs> but pro no 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 I'd not <laughs> but yeah okay or if like there's a moment of silence where in so for example our, our we only have one goalkeeper and he gets a red card and like there's a yeah. moment of silence where nobody wants to step up you'll definitely expect me to be like got it <laughs> okay all right. Okay, we're almost done. Um, let's see. Okay, this is this is another thing I wanted to know. Uh, I I wanted to ask about. So this is called changing court and changing sport, or change court, change sport. So, um, okay. So we were classmates for three years. So I know that you dabbled in like um, basketball. I remember. I think the first time I saw you was you know, when I was first year now. Uh-huh. And I saw you in, in drums, basket. We weren't against each other. But then I saw you, I was like, who the hell is this guy? Playing basket, <laughs> huh? He had like five straight steals and fast break layoffs. I was like, huh? And then someone told me you were a football player. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> anyway, so, so, okay. So, I know that you dabbled in sports like basketball. And you even competed in track and field, right? You were yes, MVP. <laughs> so, um, I guess, what, was there ever a time when you had to choose between football and another sport? Or were you know? Uh, I think you mentioned a bit earlier, but you know, you were loyal to football all the way. Or... Yeah, yeah. There, there was a there's a time where, I, um, where I was con- con- contemplating between basketball and football. Um, 
grade school, I received scholarships from La Salle and Ateneo to, okay. to study there in high school. And um, I'm not going to say which school, but was supposed to be for basketball and football. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And then... Um, I mean, considering you went to one of them, I would assume it's the other one. But, you know, whatever. But, but, but here's the thing. But, but, but here's the thing. But here's the thing. So I moved to Ateneo High School and um, I was talking to my dad and um, dad, uh, at that time, Sir Ricky Palu was the sports um, director yeah. of Ateneo and um, I was talking to dad and um, we were having this conversation about um, basketball and football and then dad was just like, stick with football, Harvey. Sir Ricky Palu said we need more football players. So okay. I, stayed, I stayed in football. I mean, I guess it worked out, you know. Yeah, it did work out. <laughs> <laughs> it did work out. I think, I think Sir Ricky Palu's decision was actually a really good one because um, I think there was at one point that um, I was able to help out with the men's football team be champions again. And we were the same, in the same, at the same year, basketball was also champion. So it was kind of like yeah. a beautiful decision that he made for the Ateneo community. Okay. Okay, um, if, is there any sport that you, I guess, that you want to try? Like, whether, even if it's like, that's now yeah, usually, dude. or like when Super, you're Super, tennis, tennis, bro. Tennis. Yeah, Why? dude. I don't know, I've never tried it before. <laughs> okay. I really, I really want to try tennis, man. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, okay, with that, um, in the Philippines, who would you say is your favorite athlete, but from a different sport? <laughs> wow favorite athlete from a different sport because uh, I have a lot of friends who play different sports so yeah yeah. I mean it could be un- that or like if it, you're it'd a be unf- or whatever it'd be unfair to like if they were my friends right um, uh, you could okay let's pick one from your friends or okay maybe, maybe that's not gonna look good for you <laughs> Okay. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> let's make it. Let's make it. Let's make it. Just any professional player that I do not know personally. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Chan, bro, basketball. Jeff Chan. Jeff I don't. Chan. Yeah, Why? dude. Oh, dude. I don't know, man. What? He's a sniper, bro. I've always. Admired <laughs> and he's a lefty team. like you. Yeah, bro. Oh my god. Uh, so, bro, <laughs> especially, especially that game against um, France in the Mo Arena. Yeah. Milas versus yeah. France, bro. <laughs> Holy shit, dude. Jeff Chan was just amazing. Every time there's a Gilas game, as long as Jeff Chan's there, I'm watching it, bro. <laughs> wow, okay. That's interesting. Is yeah, my idol's uh, Gilas roster? Before. He's not there anymore. He's got, he's, um, yeah, I know. but like, He's got traded to Rain, uh, Inebra, I think, recently. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Also in the World Cup. That. Also in the World Cup, Jeff Chan. Bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay, um, what else? Okay, I guess a little bit before we end, just um, first, I think, let's say to those that are interested in trying out football, yeah. um, especially uh, whether they're adults or they're young kids, I guess, yeah. how, how would you, I guess, recommend they start? Um, what, what should they do? Um, both, like, if, if, if we get back to normal or, like, even now in quarantine, what can they do? Yeah, um, so... Like if we, because we're in quarantine now, um, they can start by 
trying to appreciate the game. Um, there's nothing much you can really do if if you're starting um, if you're starting in football and you're based at home. So you can always watch games, um, see how it how it excites everyone. Um, just try to try to visually take in everything, especially in football. Um, there are a lot of there are a lot of players that are, that can help um, inspire a lot of athletes, a lot of football players to start, especially um, when we're looking at goals and we're looking at um, intriguing moments like last minute goals or um, yeah. or like surprise goals or long shot goals or like like those unheard of or godly goals that happen. Mm. So there are a lot of there are a lot of things that can keep you interested in football. Um, there are some there are some games like. There's a penalty which is supposed to be technically like a 90, 90% sure goal, and it's two, two, it's it's two all by the uh, by both teams, and that person who kicks misses, and then at the opposite end they start scoring and they win. Yeah. Um. There are moments like that that happens. There's the 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 Premier League Championship of of Cha- uh, Man City, where Manu was supposed to win, but. Aguero scored a last-minute goal or last-second goal, which put them like one or two points ahead of Manu, and they won the Premier League. Or the, there are a lot more games like that that are super interesting and um, that that make football that makes football what it is. Yeah, and how it's such a beautiful sport. So that's one way. And um, post-pandemic, if there's any, if there's anyone who wants to try football, I think you should start by doing with people that you enjoy being with, with you enjoy playing with. I don't suggest you start seriously at the moment because I think you still you first need to develop interest and passion for the sport. Um, if you're gonna, if you're thinking about starting seriously at the mo- uh, at the get-go, like at the very beginning, um, it's gonna be hard for you to actually surpass all the difficulties and all the struggles and all the um, the the failures, or failures, or the injuries that 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 you're inevitably gonna experience in football. So um, just start by trying to enjoy it by playing around, playing with friends, going to open plays, um, finding opportunity to go against people who are also beginners. Because it sucks when you're playing with really good people. I, I've experienced it before. You can't really do much. So it's better to just play first with like a lot of beginners and. Um, getting a feel of the game, just being able to laugh about everything, um, getting to talk to a lot of people and getting to know a lot more people and create a community for you first. And that's going to be your support system when you start to develop, when you start to, um, when you start to take it seriously. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I guess, you know, just before we end, do you have any message to the football fans, aspiring football players, and I guess general Philippine sports supporters? Yeah. Um, my, 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 my last message would probably just be like, don't give up on the sport, especially in this country. Just don't give up on the sport. Um, you have a lot of athletes who are um, dedicating themselves to get as much experience abroad to bring back to the Philippines so that we can actually put the Philippines back in the, um, in the map and experience glory days like we did before. Um, it's, I don't, I don't know. There's nothing much to say about it. Um. Continue supporting. Um, there's we still have a local league, and um, the college league is actually doing um, football a huge, huge amount of um, justice when it comes to appreciation. Because um, we have a lot of avenues for a lot of people to watch football. Um, sad that we lost ABS-CBN, but um, yeah. 
there will be a lot more um, opportunities for people to go and watch um, because we cannot watch it live now. Oh, we can't watch it on TV now. It's a lot more opportunity for you guys to come to see the game live and to experience mm -hmm. the atmosphere of playing, of watching a football game, which is crazy and beautiful, <laughs> especially if you watch games like our finals against La Salle <laughs> season 81. That was a beautiful match. If, if anybody watched that game, I'm pretty sure you fell in, you've fallen in love with the sport. So all I'm asking is to give it a shot. Um, give it a little bit of your time. Give it a little bit of your attention and um, make sure to support especially those athletes that are having a hard time here uh, during the pandemic and cannot get um, the financial support that they can get. I'm not saying donate money, but um, your support, your attention is basically enough to give um, give opportunities of a lot of the brands to come in and a lot of the media to come in to give these athletes like the perfect setup for um, a better financially stable situation. All right. Okay, so once again, that was Harvey Gayasa. Thank you so much for coming on. The, Dude, being actually the first, the first guest for this. I am touched, bro. No, man, I'm touched. Thank you so much. <laughs> of course, thank you also to all of those who tuned in. If you have any requests or suggestions for what other sports you'd like to hear and learn about, um, who else you'd like to see on the show, please do let us know in the comments. Um, please also don't forget to like and subscribe. We are Sports Season on Facebook, YouTube, and Spotify. And you can also follow us at Sports Season Pod on Instagram. Thank you again, and we'll see you on the next episode right here on Sports Season.